0: Okay, before we begin the show, I want to make an announcement. This September, a new book being co-published by Magic Hour Press and JNL Books will be coming out. It's called Ordinary Things Will Be Signs for Us, and it's made up of Corita's, formerly known as Sister Corita's, photographs. She's mainly known for her colorful graphic serigraphs, but she also left behind thousands of 35-millimeter color slides shot in the 1960s. Over the past year and a half, Jason Fulford, Julie Alt, and I have been sifting through them and can't wait for you to see what we've been up to. It's been a pretty incredible experience getting to work with them, and I hope one thing that the book communicates is the total excitement that we had in seeing those slides for the first time and getting a glimpse into this world, which is just so rich and inspiring. The book was brilliantly designed and produced by Jason Fulford, and you can have a peek at it at magichourphoto.org books, and at jnlbooks.org. If you pre-order it now, we'll send you a copy in mid-August wrapped in signed and stamped printer sheets from Verona, Italy, where we printed the book. Also, look out for events in New York and LA this fall. We'll let you know more about them as we get closer. I'm Jordan Weitzman, and you're listening to Magic Hour. Sean D. Henry Smith is my guest on the show today. Born in Brooklyn, raised in Miami, and now living in Amsterdam, Smith's practice uses and blends a mix of photography, poetry, and performance, engaging in black experimentalism and collaborative practices. They've received awards and fellowships from the Fulbright Program, The Poetry Project, and Poets House, and have read and performed... And exhibited at Basilica Soundscape, the Brooklyn Museum, the Studio Museum in Harlem, and at 47 Canal. In 2020, their first monograph, a collection of photos and poems called Wild Peach, was published by Future Poem. We got together on a hot summer morning just before Sean was headed to 47 Canal to install the show, which is currently up at the gallery. If you're in New York, be sure to check it out. Hope you enjoy the conversation. I asked them about a radio show they had on Montez Radio a little while back, which I was curious about. I noticed that, but I never—I've never heard the show. Yeah,
1: um, it was right around the time that um, my book *Wild Peach* was coming out, and uh, it was—yeah—the invitation was kind of to like either read, just read from the book, and maybe share references and that sort of thing. And I kind of um, was like, oh, actually, I want to like put all of like the voices in, in my head like into a space like a lot of like just recordings of friends you mm. know it's, it's, sometimes I'm like with poets and I'm like hey like read me a poem and I like put my phone down and um, or zoom recorder or whatever i have with me so yeah. Then, yeah, yeah and
0: no it's interesting i mean i find that as um i don't know even as photographers like these you are g- constantly gathering collecting the you know images and mm-hmm. things just in daily life i mean if if you work that way i guess yeah, but yeah. but sound is such an evocative thing and mm-hmm. uh, getting a sense of someone's personality
1: mhm yeah the the sense of like pause and and like cadence and um I don't know there's just so much information in all of that I'm I'm I'm, I think that's also what like I love with poetry that's what's happening on the page it's it's sort of this guide to like one's tempo and rhythm and um and it's I don't know fascinating to like read something and then like Go to a reading and hear it, and be like, "Whoa, yes!" Like I, the voice in my head, your voice in my head, was doing the same thing. Or me reading this aloud, you know, the 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 line breaks, the space between words are like instructing me to, like, hold this space. Mm.
0: Um.
1: Yeah, and I think there's that relationship to photographs. How, how,
0: How do you make that? I'm curious about what you were just saying about making poetry in relation to photos. I, I'm failing
1: to remember like a direct quote, but I'm thinking of t- the way that like Maya Deren, there's all this writing where she's like, "Oh, like you know, photo- photographers should like work without tripods and like really like extend themselves, like extend their bodies into the image they're making. Um, like what we have is our our bodies, and that's what makes the image we make unique. Um, and so it." it, it Kind of feels like that.
0: Yeah, no, so it's more like, so it's more in the making rather than looking.
1: I, I, oh, that's funny because I, maybe I think of them as the same. Like, I, I you know, it's like, I think. Making the, and looking? Yeah. Yeah. If, even if I don't end up making an exposure, like, I, I, the process of looking feels like it's gathering information, you know, like, and maybe that materializes, uh, in other, like later or in another way. Like maybe it's something that I end up writing.
0: When we decided we'd get together, I was thinking back on um, on when we first met each other last year. Mm-hmm. We got together in Washington Square Park to play a game of backgammon. And I remember it was this beautiful summer afternoon and we had a great time. Yeah. But I remember in, in, that, um, in, in that encounter... I really wanted to take a picture of you. I really wanted to make a portrait, but I didn't because we just met each other. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to just pull up my camera. I don't know if this ever happens with you, but this happens with me. And then there's a bit of regret because I almost, I I, I have the image in my head maybe, or like Mm -hmm. I have the memory, but I almost wish that I had the photo.
1: Mm. That's one of the questions I think of the work that's, like, being installed today. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just that arrangement of images are, um, are all kind of, like, revisitations in some way or another. Like, they're they're the photograph after the... Oh, I should have made the picture last time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah? Most, like, almost all of them are.
0: Really? Um, yeah. Like, revisiting the thing. Yeah, like,
1: mm-hmm. um You know, for instance, there's, there's one... I, I found this, like, park behind a golf course behind a hospital and it was just on this like long bike ride, you know, still in Amsterdam City limits, but in the Belmore area. So it's like it gets closer and closer to like farmland. And um I'm biking through this and eventually end up in this park and um you know it's it the, the you know it's like nine thirty and the sun is sort of like just now starting to set and there's this like wet T shirt on um on some pines like just kind of hanging on a lower branch just over a canal like it's just through the like a gap in the bridge that i'm looking at this shirt from um, and i don't have my camera um, and and like the light is just falling perfectly and i'm just kind of like i have to i have to get back here tomorrow at this time and so i like essentially like redo this whole bike ride because i also couldn't figure out exactly how i got there um uh and and I couldn't quite like you know pinpoint it on the map it was you know and and so I redo this whole thing and like get there almost exactly at the same time the next day this time with the camera and as you know like I um and fortunately the shirt was still there fortunately the sun was still setting you know it, like fortunately the conditions allowed me to almost have the picture I wanted yesterday
0: mm-hmm. sometimes you can do it sometimes you can go back and mm-hmm. find the thing and sometimes the thing wouldn't appeal to you as it it would appeal to you in a different way. I mean, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. light changes, right, right, some right. something changes. I mean, it's weird how the cues that you have to make something like whatever might inspire you to mm-hmm. play with the situation and make something out of it,
1: or like in unique to that moment, that is always like a an immediate. It's such an immediate negotiation. Mm-hmm. Like I I I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about it um, also in relationship to photographing people I don't know and which I find that I've done less and less over the years mm-hmm. and when I have it's been that there's been almost an invitation it's been um on the other person's you know it's like I might already have the camera out and someone's like what is that you know like who are you and, right. and it invites a dialogue and and maybe I was already interested but their interest in what I'm doing becomes like the event of the photograph right um and yeah, sometimes with people I'm meeting or even with people I already know who I'm want, wanting to make an image of, it, it kind of just actually, did, you know, we, we were in our dialogue and we were also in our game. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. think like somehow like those <laughs> took precedent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or might, you know, or, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: But there's, I guess, you're, it's like when there's a, when there's some kind of complicity. But, but, but you know, yeah. it's funny because, I I I feel ambivalent about this this feeling, and that's almost why I wanted to bring it up because mm. I feel that on the one hand. I, I feel the same way that there is you need to feel this kind of um, have the, a person's permission, or when you have that person's permission, then you have this capacity to play within the situation. But you know, I, I have this other memory of being with. Um, I was in a bar, Mm -hmm. I was printing a book in Venice and I was in a bar late at night with Gus Powell Mm -hmm. and a friend of his who he introduced us to. And we were sitting there as we were sitting and talking, you know, Gus had his, his Leica, you know, slung around his shoulder. And I kept on seeing him. I kept on looking over and noticing him fidgeting with the camera. Almost if, (laughs) if you'd ever like he was doing it in a way that like I could tell he wanted to take a picture, and he was like he was like itching <laughs> to take a picture and i was think I was wondering like in these seconds and minutes like w- if and when he was gonna take his camera and pull it to his eye and and lo and behold, he did, and I was so i don't know if the word is impressed or i don't know if the, if it was a jealousy, but like i was um it, I thought that was that was good, you know. Mm-hmm. This is this is a good impulse for a photographer to like. You have this itch mm-hmm. that I think if you were a photographer, you do. I don't know. Yeah. You have one where gonna, to actually um, respond to it and mm-hmm. just pick up the camera and do it, even though it might feel a little bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm.
1: And this is also for me where like poetry and photography overlap. Um, but it's you know, I, uh, and again, just like another quote that I'm failing to remember the fullness of but you know uh, Yusuf Kaminiaka has um, just like in an, in, in an interview he he's um, kind of talking about like the bravery it requires to be a poet or mm-hmm. be an artist and that like you have to reveal yourself you know like you have <laughs> to like um, <clears throat> like be an ugly thought sometime and mm-hmm. like um, and yeah just the like the nerve that that requires, <laughs> um, you know, and and or, or also because sh- I, I guess maybe that's always the next step is kind of like I, I think sometimes the jump to already be editing is is actually what might withhold me from making an image. It's like, well, OK, yes, this picture, yes, this moment, yes, this line. Um, um, but what happens when it exists in public? Well, you know, what happens later? Like what? What relationship does does this instance have to me in a in a like extended sense of
0: being? <laughs> Thinking about that in the moment of making. Sometimes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's also like I, I think. You know, maybe even what we were saying earlier about the, the camera being kind of instrument, but you know, like the, it requires a sense of. Improvisation, you know, there's, or like just response to what is happening in like the music of the moment. You know, it's like, this is how, this is my solo, or this is how I like complete the chord or challenge the chord. Is the camera like um, encouraging like, yeah, more movement, or is it actually a hindrance? And then I think that's actually the negotiation that I'm trying to make. You know, is, is it furthering the conversation, or actually does it like disrupt the moment?
0: So I have a question. When you um, you were just talking about that photo mm-hmm. that you discovered on your bike trip, on your bike ride that you went back and and then you were able to make something out of mm-hmm. it. Are there situations where you, you'll see something and then not take it or not be able to take it and then not be able to recapture it? Like do you have do you have photo regrets?
1: It kind of happened last night where. Um two friends from Amsterdam who now live in LA Mm -hmm. and were in New York for the weekend um, with their, their daughter, Um, you know, we had dinner and then we were just kind of hanging out under an awning while it was raining. And um, um, their daughter kept like opening the like fridge outside that just had a bunch of juices or whatever. And, and just this like, you know, like bluish light was just washing over her. um, And I like took out the camera and I was really trying to find this moment. And then it just, it just got busy all of a sudden. Like There was just the moment like disappeared from me and I like couldn't really tell her to, you know, she's three. I couldn't like tell her to like go back to the fridge or um, ask everyone to move or, you know, like it just the moment really just kind of like evaporated from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say I think of it as regret. And I think also I might try to like hold that for another kind of intervention you know like maybe maybe i can kind of plan this in another way um i do tend to photograph what i'm seeing in real time like i i i um and, and yeah i guess that is also connected to this my darren thing of like just yeah wanting to not really interfere with what's happening and 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 if i am then it's kind of just to highlight what's happening it's like oh well the chair is this way but the light is falling this way if we just turn the chair you know like but but not trying to like re construct the the whole apartment you know mm-hmm. um yeah mm-hmm
0: yeah no it's funny <laughs> I mean um I I remember reading this story that Saul Leiter mm-hmm. told to Jason Fulford was going to meet him I guess it was a little bit before he passed away And I think Jason was photographing his, um, Saul's apartment for Aperture Mm -hmm. and Jason was in there and he was sort of rummaging around a bit and he started to move a little stack of books and Saul came up behind him and said, no, you can't move. You can't move a damn thing. You gotta shoot through it. Yeah. And like, that was his, his credo. That was his rule. And then, you know, of course you have that in your head and you look at a Saul later picture totally makes sense yeah, you know he's yeah. always shooting through things I, I relate that also I mean this idea you always wanting to shift things around and
1: yeah but it yeah it also just like makes it makes more work <laughs> you know like it, <laughs> yeah. um but yeah and, and it's yeah I, I think usually the thing is that I'm trying to respond to um what is immediate um mm-hmm. the, the the Saul and Jason story made me think of um you know, I think it was summer, summer twenty seventeen. I um, was in London and I um, met with Liz Johnson, Liz Johnson Artur, mm. and um, she was preparing for the show in Toronto. It was like a, sort of a big, like retrospective kind of thing. There was a prize, and and she was just sorting through like thirty years of prints, and they're like all kinds of kept and unkept. You know, like some of them are like you know in. Proper sleeves and boxes and so on, and some of them are just like you know they're they're tests of things there's things that she's yeah, she's just rummaging through and and so like constantly we were rearranging the space, and I, then I you know there might be moments where photographs would happen and it was like okay like i'm I'm just working with the like this pile that we've made now or uh, and, and how she was dealing with it or mm-hmm. um yeah, um, and so, and so yeah, it's, it's just like the choreography of like how we were in her studio together, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and 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 wanting to like honor that. Um, how did you meet her? I messaged her on Facebook, you know, yeah. I was just like hi, I'm I'm like in London for the summer. I had, I guess her book had come out the oh well, maybe it was two winters before, but. Um, uh, but I, yeah, I just kind of stumbled on, on a copy and was really kind of obsessing with this book. And you know, the the book ends with like these ellipses, uh, you know, and um, like it, you know, it's like dot dot dot. Like I, you know, I had an impulse, and so I had to find it. You know, I had to go out and find it. I had to. I had to make these pictures. It's like this urgency, and then the ellipses that kind of like decorate the urgency and she messages with that same like, She uses
0: a lot of ellipses yeah really yeah so uh, do i M- really me and both me and my brother do and it's um people are always commenting on it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um yeah i don't know why i just mm-hmm. always yeah use them too yeah like just in inside I'm, of spaces like i'm very it, in, i'm very interested in people who do, who yeah. do it also
1: I, I i love the trailing off that it like it like visually represents also, but it then bridges back into something else, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, like it feels like a fade out, you know, and um, whereas like maybe just a period sometimes feels like, you yeah. know, nail in coffin, like it's like, this is it. Have, I, I think even part of my relationship to poetry is that I like, don't use that many periods, and I use a lot of commas. And it, again, it's kind of like, a, it's a pause, it's a reaching into something else. Um, and when I use a period, it feels very much like, and I mean it, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. I'm trying to use exclamation points at the moment.
0: Are you? It's hard. Use more of them or use less of them?
1: Um, use more of them. I more don't, of them. I think I do in like emails. In emails. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, don't in poetry and I'm curious about them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, at the moment I, uh, I, I did. Two performances at 47 canal last winter and one of them was titled what mosses point it was such a thrill to like arrive at it I was like yes like I've earned this exclamation point and mm-hmm. it's in the title and it's like <laughs> you know and it's throughout the text like it's uh, I was um, on the Isle of Lewis um, where's that it uh, just off the coast of Scotland out of Herbides like south of sky and on the last night me and a friend had kind of gone on like a late walk and it was kind of like up you know yeah up a big hill and it, i mean the, the the ground there is so perplexing to me because it's 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 rocky but it's also super like marshy and mossy and wet and um and it's kind of like you can take one very firm step and then the next step is you're like sinking into the ground. (laughs) Um, and so like, you know, like high boots are like a requirement, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so we're walking and it's quite late, but it's that sort of summer light. And so it's, you can kind of, you can still see ahead of you quite well. And, um, and then all of a sudden we keep hearing this like whirring, kind of like almost like electronic, bird sound I mean it is ghostly and we'd also like that it might have been that day or the day before um we'd met with someone who was telling us all these like fairy stories and these crazy stories of like I fell through the earth and like <laughs> <laughs> um and and you know was taken by these fairies or whatever and so me and this friend are having a moment and and then kind of like rushing back and I don't know it was just like writing through all of this and and Yeah, the refrain, kind of wet mosses, wet mosses,
0: kind of Mm.
1: kept, you know, whirring through my head. Yeah, yeah. oh, I love that. (laughs) It's a good story.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm Jordan Weitzman, and you're listening to my conversation with Sean D. Henry Smith that we recorded in New York. You can watch a video piece that they made using photographs called Lunar Eclipse, which is available at 47canal.com. Also, head over to magichourphoto.org books or jnlbooks.org, where you can check out and pre-order Ordinary Things Will Be Signs for Us, our new co-publication with JNL Books made up of Corita's photos. I mean, after we're done here, you're going to install your show that's opening tomorrow, right? Yeah. What are you? Yeah. You know, what are you installing?
1: Um yeah um, I guess that's also part of what I'll figure out today but you know there there are 10 pictures there might be fewer on the wall um, that were made anywhere between like 2020 and now um, but I'm like seeing or considering for the first time yeah so some of the photographs are from Wild Peach um, and I guess it's yeah it's thinking through this like the middle section of the book is called With You in the Slow Hour and it's um, kind of it is a long poem and it's 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 like meditating on slowness as like a practice or as an ethic and then it's like trying to do that formally so it's, it's doing it like through the way the poem is delivered but then also like through the way that the photographs in that section are like how they became or or what they become it's a series of questions about like place and my place within it and and maybe a reflection on like who's there with me mm-hmm. um, seen
0: and unseen you know like it's, what's yeah. the, what's the show called
1: um relics
0: relics is yeah. it are there two titles or that's the joint title that's
1: a joint title
0: I was just wondering what your um, your your relationship to titles are. How they, I'm curious when they come about mm-hmm. and if they are a pleasure and come easy or if mm. they're a struggle mm. and they're a stress.
1: It's both. Not it's that mutually t- exclusive. It's, yeah, 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 totally. It's really, <laughs> I mean, you know, I was talking to my friend Ryan about this earlier because um, we were, I mean, it, it's happened a few times that we've had to title programs that we've done together and... My impulse is to go to, to the first one that we like like, because it it usually just like feels like it captures our excitement about whatever the thing we're doing is. I actually don't find it to be easy. And I guess that is also then the impulse to like hold on to the whichever thing starts to feel right most immediately. And yeah, sometimes it's like this came to me in a dream, and sometimes it's, you know, like a direct reference to something else. Um uh there are recently some untitleds, and I'm kind of like, I don't know what that means. But even with Wild Peach, like, there's, you know, the the, with you in the slow hour is this one long poem, but it's also the section title, and so it's like doing two things at once.
0: Mm-hmm. How did Wild Peach come about? That was your first monograph. Yeah. Yeah, and was it, was it something you'd been working on, or? Um...
1: Yeah. It. um, I mean, so. Yeah, the Body Text, which is the last section, was its own, like, chat book. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out in 2016, and it was maybe originally conceived of as an artist book, but then I was invited to, like, a friend, which had just encouraged me to send it to New Delta Review, which is, like, a poetry press out of Baton Rouge. Um, and, and, and that just kind of happened. Um, uh, or it, it felt like it kind of happened, because I already had this idea of, you know, I was making these photograms with um, my hair and and then there were these black and white pictures that existed in this body of work and I was just trying to contextualize them with language and that language became the poems that became that project. And then I was concurrently making pictures and writing what became With You in the Slow Hour. Yeah, it, it just came to a point where like this work had amassed over a few years and I was like, these live together, um, and yeah, I just, I felt like I just yeah, I just put it together in a portfolio and Future Poem had an open call and mm. oh, it was an open
0: call. Yeah.
1: Mm. Um, and it was selected that year. And nice. That's kind
0: of how it just happened. Okay. So I, I never write poetry and I don't mm. feel like I'm a good writer, mm-hmm. but I imagine to write poetry, you have this infinite control over over what you want to see on the page like to me there's something about having something in your head and being able to reproduce it on the page there's something that produces a lot of envy in me mm-hmm. in that ability because i feel like with photos you can't really do that or some people can right, some right, people yeah. are good at creating something or recreating something or something in their head and making it happen but i feel that like I totally don't get that ability and I've never been able to do it. Anything that I've had in my head, the second I try and make the thing, it's usually, maybe something else will come out of it that's better or Mm -hmm. more interesting, but the thing itself is never um, what gets, it's it's always much worse than in my head. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I guess what I'm getting at is if you're you're making pictures in the world, you're Mm -hmm. sort of dealing with What's in front of you, and that's what you're right, responding right. to. But with drawing your poetry, it almost seems like a counterpoint to to that. Mm. Does that? Do you feel that way at all, or am am I, I projecting never, something?
1: It's funny because even when I just think about like my handwriting, like I it took me so long to <laughs> grow comfortable with it, mm-hmm. and so you know, and there's maybe like the handwriting I wish I had, and then what I actually do, like what I, <laughs> um, and but I. I and it's also funny because I don't, yeah, it, I mean, it feels like translation. Like, I, I do feel like there's there are lines in my head, there are ideas, and, you know, and then I, like, try to write or type. Um, and I really do go back and forth between both. Like, I, um, over the last few years, I feel like increasingly I've been, like, writing things by hand and then um, typing it up, but yeah I, I, I like I do get bound up like I, I'm, I'm like I, it's like I either can't catch up to my hand or um it's like there, there's I can like I can see the ellipses like I can see the sentence fall off or I can see the like emotion or memory or you know like just the picture that I'm like combing through um like just not make it onto the page no. um and then it's like okay, I guess I have to try again. You know, like it's sometimes it's like scrapping it. Sometimes it's this part of it came out now, and this part of it comes out later. Um, hmm. Yeah, um, but it, it yeah, it's never like all at once. Or, or yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't always feel like I'm able to like exact as much control as I like.
0: It's like well, the hope. thing. Like wait, I'm uh, uh, so like the thing that you're, it's maybe in your head Mm -hmm. that's coming out Mm -hmm. is it might be the thing in your head but it's not necessarily functioning poetically. And and in order for it to function like formally or do something that interests you, that takes a while to get at.
1: Yeah, and sometimes it is immediate. Sometimes it is immediate, right. I'm thinking, maybe it's because I was uh, just talking about it in this workshop that I was doing with my friend Ryan, Um, but in Nathaniel Mackey's Bass Cathedral, um, and it's, there's a series of letters where, like, N is writing to the Angel of Dust about this band, and and there's a moment where N, in the midst of this improvisation, um, recites a line of poetry that Arrives in his head, and then he can't complete it. Like he can't um, continue the line, and then starts to play his horn, and mm. and and it was like everything gets bound up into that. Like it's you know it just like the wailing of of you know it's like where where like language couldn't continue itself. He like utters it into music, um, and I I think it might be something like that where it's um, I just like. You know I capture or oh god I, <laughs> I, I not capture or maybe because it captures a word I'm like really working against in <laughs> myself right now, um but I, it's like i I want to hold on to like what makes itself available to hold on to, and then if if I like can't get to the next stage, maybe it's just like waiting for it to come or doing working another way and and seeing how it articulates itself that way or 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 even what that like moment seems. like articulate to me and and maybe what I'm like also really like grounded in in my practice is this like yeah uh like you know there there are maybe the mediums that I'm like wed to formally historically and maybe even out of just like I'm not so bad at this you know like there's just like Mm -hmm. a a natural like affinity toward and um but the kind of like idea of like mastery or single singularly like working within a mode feels like like it actually like works against what I'm interested in I mean all all the artists that I've always looked up to have always kind of Flip between modes or mm. um, or might have like training another thing and it becomes another thing, and mm-hmm. I think that that's like also like particular to black expression like there's you know I, I, I think that's like what someone like Catherine McKittrick is you know illustrating that is like you know black experimentalism black black like art is rooted in like being able to go from the palm to the horn you know, and, and, um, yeah, you know, Roy D. Caravo was a painter first, you know, and, and mm. yeah, uh, I think he was
0: also a writer, you know, and, and it, yeah, just that sort of like, yeah, it appeals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get that. I get that. So what does your, I'm curious, what does your practice look like on a, on a day-to-day basis? First of all, you live in Amsterdam, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, where you, where are you from originally? I
1: was born in New York. I was born in Brooklyn. You're born in Brooklyn. Um, Brooklyn. And raised in Miami. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then I've always kind of been back and forth. Uh, but, but you've yeah. been in
0: Amsterdam for the past few years. Two and a half, yeah. Two and a half years. Yeah. And what 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 brought you there? I got a Fulbright. I got a
1: Fulbright. Um, and uh, I also got into Sandberg Institute. Hmm. Um, and I did my master's in fine art.
0: Why did you pick Amsterdam as your Fulbright city?
1: Um couple of things uh, w- you know one was love uh, <laughs> um, but also always well, I, I a good reason yeah <laughs> um, but yeah but, the, but that was kind of the loose ideas that I would meet with publishers and printers and um, and then yeah just all these emails that I had or people I had connection to just kind of like oh I would actually just left or yeah the country's locked down so we'll try again later and, and then I got into my studies and I yeah but I'm there now and I uh, or still and, and the, the idea is to like
0: revisit <laughs> that part of things and, mm-hmm. um, okay I have one more question for you
1: mm-hmm.
0: you have been playing a lot of backgammon lately not as much as you go in phases with it yeah, yeah no no yeah. well it's
1: not actually I wouldn't even say that it's just that my so <laughs> just my immediate backgammon community has like left oh really yeah okay, oh. I, I, I started in I guess it was yeah it was like Christmas 2019 and like really just like lovely learning environment you know it's just like christmas dinner with a bunch of friends and like to the beginning of 2020 a friend gets me aboard and then like anytime anyone comes over for dinner i'm like i'm gonna teach you to play back in and like <laughs> becomes this thing all my friends are playing and then i move to amsterdam and then i slowly am able to like get back into this thing of meeting people who play or teaching people and and then like everyone you know we finish school and then half of those people leave and so <laughs> it just hasn't been like as fluid no i do have um yeah like a, a couple and i do play like online or whatever
0: but it's mm-hmm. it's not the same as like it's not the know? same but my I, the, I, my um my boyfriend and I, we've been in different cities mm-hmm. and we have like this backgammon app sometimes oh, okay. he'll like send me like an invite to a game like hey want to play and yeah then, yeah and we'll sort of play a game before bed or something or a few games and Somehow it stays just as competitive hmm Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know It's also not to say I don't like to win No, and of I, course, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but we're li- you know, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, I feel less good about that I mean, you, yeah. you whooped me last <laughs> time mean, I don't even remember I think you did I'm gonna be like, oh, like I, I lost, I like really lost,
0: you know, like I <laughs> 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 Yeah. Uh, all right, do we have time for a rematch? Yeah, I would love that Yeah, <laughs> all right, let's do it Yeah That was my conversation with Sean D. Henry Smith that we recorded in New York. This episode was produced by me, Jordan Weitzman, and was edited by Aidan McMahon. Original music for the show by Adam Feingold. To browse our archive of interviews, check out our books, and find out more about the show, visit us at magichourphoto.org. Thanks so much for tuning in and see you next time.